Welcome to the Learn Fresh podcast. My name is Nick Monzi, CEO and co-founder of Learn Fresh, and I'm joined by my co-host Calvin Seibert, our Chief Mission Officer, aka Coach Calvin, aka Smooth Junior, aka the Game Changer of Education. Changing the game. If you listen to any of season one, you know that on this podcast, we talk about the intersection between education and community. How does the broader community provide value to the education sector, our schools, and out-of-school time programs, and what can education do to prepare students for the broader world? Today, we're chatting with the group from Clever, one of our longtime partners here at LearnFresh. Clever is an application and development firm based in Oklahoma City. They are the developers of the NBA Math Hoops apps and the NBA Math Hoops digital game, and we have worked closely with them to build out LearnFresh digital tools for students and educators. We're joined today by Kelly Matthews, Strategic Account Manager, Tim Giddens, Senior Software Developer, and Nick Duttweiler, Senior Software Developer. All three have worked extensively on LearnFresh projects in the past. Um, so to kind of kick us off, uh, we're super excited to be joined by Kelly, Nick, and Tim from Clever, our development partner based in Oklahoma City. Uh, Calvin and I have been super excited about the work that we've been doing uh, with this team focused on building out our NBA Matthew apps, as well as our Learn Fresh Coaches Association website and really all the digital presence that we have as an organization. Uh, and today we're going to learn a little bit about the three folks on the call, also spend some time focused specifically on the NBA Matthews app. That product is going to be a big part of our trajectory over the rest of the school year as well as the years to come. And just excited to share a little bit of the insight and, and background story of how that's been built out. Um, before we dive in, though, I'd love to just go around and have each of the three of you introduce yourself, just share a little bit about who you are, your pro personal professional background uh, to the degree that you're willing. Um, and I think one thing that's really awesome is that all three of you are involved in STEM careers, which is something that we love to share with our community. So we, I'd love to also hear uh, how you were inspired to pursue the work that you're now doing. Kelly, do you want to start us off? Yeah, well, thanks for having us on. I'm Kelly Matthews. I'm the Strategic Accounts Executive at Clever, and I have a pretty non-traditional path into STEM. I was a theater kid and ended up with an undergraduate in broadcast communications, and I worked as a video editor for a while and then worked in photography and decided to stay home and be a mom. I have two girls, uh, almost 15 and almost eight. Both are involved in STEM activities. And then um, I decided when I saw what was happening on a climate level that maybe I should go back and do something uh, in a science field because that's where my real true passion lies. And I went back and applied and got into a master's of science program in environmental sustainability. And then my path from there is very odd. I did some work for the Department of Energy and for a research nonprofit. And that's how I met the folks at Clever and they had a position open up and I thought, wow, what an opportunity to be a woman, to be able to leap into the tech space without a background. And it has been such an exciting adventure. I love working with our Clever team, with this team on the call, and with you guys at LearnFresh. It's been so much fun. But I'm very passionate about STEM and STEAM, which I think is kind of fun. I was thinking about this earlier today. Um, that the A in STEAM could really apply to athletics or arts here. And this is kind of a blending of both of those in the Math Hoops uh, board game app. So I'm very excited to talk, and I can't wait to 
see how the rest of this unfolds. Awesome. Thanks, Kelly. Nick, want to go ahead? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, I'm Nick. I'm just kind of the lead game developer. And getting into games, I guess I've always wanted to make games since I was a little kid. So, so I, I was actually like an electrical engineer. And then my, my senior year, I kind of decided to drop out and pursue game, game design. So I did that. And yeah, I've been doing that professionally for almost 15 years now. Kind of all sorts of medium. But yeah, I'm really enjoying making this mobile game. Awesome. And, and Nick, your background, so you said you were in electrical engineering. You do a lot of the front-end development mm-hmm. for our work. Um, what, what Was it kind of the art or the science that drew you in or both or that blending of the two? Blending of the two. So, like, yeah, I felt like there was something missing, like, when I was just doing engineering. And it was definitely, like, kind of the artistic side. So I did minor in art and... And, and then, like, just found, you know, game development where I can use my math brain and my art brain. So keeps me happy and challenged. That's very cool. Very, very cool. And Tim, how about you? A little bit about your background. Yeah, so I'm Tim Giddens. I'm a software engineer at Clever. Um, just I was always into tech my entire life before I even knew what STEM was. Uh, So it's always been something that's interested me. Um, You know, I have a memory of an elementary school when our, our computer lab got upgraded from like the Apple II type computers to like windows. And we got to like, you know, browse the internet and stuff. I was, I was hooked, you know, well, I think we were a little behind the the ball there so don't fact check my years there but um uh it, you know i'm just hooked building computers playing games um tinkering you know all that kind of stuff so um when i went to college i also um was a graphic design major graduated with graphic design major but part of that i loved the space of the web in relation to graphic design and and design So my junior year, I started teaching myself um, web development just to kind of bolster my skills. I wasn't the greatest designer, um, but I was really good at kind of the technical aspect of kind of execution and stuff like that. So um, I started out at a branding agency, which is actually how I got connected with LearnFresh. You know, we did their LearnFresh brand and we helped with MPA Math Hoops, did their first website for that. And then... um, you know, got really involved with the actual process of educators using MBA Math Hoops and that process working on the MyLFCA platform that's kind of related to this. And then um, I switched jobs to Clever going on about two years now in December. And uh, thankfully just had the opportunity to to make that connection with LearnFresh. And, you know, Clever does some really uh, amazing, unique things kind of in our industry, especially with uh you know, game, game design and development, um, experiences, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, it was really nice to be able to continue the relationship that I have with you guys in a new environment. And, um, you know, it's been, it, it's been more than a project for me. I feel like I've been invested in the impact that Learn Fresh has made. So, um, it's been one of the highlights of my young career so far. Awesome. 
And I, I think it's really interesting. One of the things that I've observed working with all of you and working with folks in the space generally is just the balance, that blend between the art and the science, the left and the right brain, the, those two worlds. It seems like almost all of you have that in some form in, in different weights and, and, and degrees, but it seems like that interest, that ability to blend those two things is a, is a big part of why people enter this space. And I think it's really cool because for a lot of students, obviously, you know, you have folks who are more artistically inclined, but there's still a space for them to, to contribute in the tech world. Uh, Tim, I'd love to just dive a little bit deeper for a second into the evolution of our work together. So to set some context, <laughs> as Tim shared, uh, one of the first things that I actually did in, back in 2013 was to find the company that Tim was working with previously. And we still um, have a great relationship with them as well. But Tim became this kind of essential part of our team. Uh, which <laughs> To the point where, when Tim, when you moved to Clever, it was like, well, we don't have much of a choice. We're, we're coming with him. <laughs> um, but, you know, Tim, as, as he mentioned, worked on the initial websites, worked on the Learn Fresh Coaches Association platform, which is really our hub for providing information to educators on a, on a daily basis as we train them and then support them through the programs that we run. And then ultimately now into these higher level products, these apps that we're uh, building and providing to students around the world. So the evolution of that has been pretty tremendous in terms of going from kind of rudimentary work to more advanced work. Um, and along the way, Tim, I know you've evolved a tremendous amount just professionally in terms of your own skill sets. Can, can you just share a little bit about your own your own professional evolution over now nearly the last decade um, and some of the things that you've learned and maybe some of the ways in which our projects have helped you grow as a developer? Yeah, for sure. Um, so like I mentioned, I, I was very design focused when I kind of first started out in this um, field. You know, I, I was a web developer who was also a designer. And then I, I almost feel like LearnFresh was the catalyst for me to kind of move into software engineering. Um, so I, I kind of just did, you know, the marketing sites that you would see for, for a lot of companies. It's where you get the information, you can sign up for the mailing list, whatever, you know, doing those, taking a design, creating it on the, uh, on the web so people can interact with it. Um, and I feel like LearnFresh, when we had this idea for a platform that educators can use as kind of their central hub for using your curriculum, using the board game. Uh, it kind of forced me to learn some new things to accomplish our goal. Um, the system, uh, language, platform, however you want to call it, that um, MyLFCA is built in is something that I learned while we were working on the MyLFCA project. Um, and that's something that I still use today, something I consider myself an expert at. So it's kind of funny that this is the project that kind of helped me ramp up on that, something that I use more than anything now. Um, so I feel like it kind of, it's funny, that this project, I'm glad we're doing a, a podcast about it because I always think back on it, is it kind of transitioned me just straight from that design mentality to more of a kind of problem solving, um, how do we make people's experiences better kind of through tech. Um, and kind of moved me into this new kind of path that I'm on right now, which is software engineering. Still have the design background, still very important to me, um, but something that I feel like I'm even more passionate about, um, which thankfully this is a, a project that I've been able to see the impact of that thing, of those things too, um, being very involved in the planning of what we want to do on the tech side of this, 
um, hearing you guys' dreams about it. And then a few years later, those kind of come true, like the platform or even the digital board game or something that we talked about maybe three or four years ago. Um, so uh, that's been really fulfilling professionally just to be able to, you know, sometimes when you work on something, you can't even, you can't see the impact because your agreement ends and you maybe hear from them later. But considering this has been just been a partnership that's been ongoing for years and years now, it's been nice to see Learn Fresh Grow. It's been nice to see you guys expand to different schools and states and and partner with a bunch of different teams. So I think for me, that's given a lot of validation that I'm in the right area and I'm doing the right thing. So um, it, it it's nice that I get to continue to grow and you guys are a good catalyst for that. Awesome. I love that. And it's crazy that next year will be, I think, 10 years next fall will be 10 years since that first project, which is just insane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so th- moving from that trajectory into the app and then Nick, I'm going to pull you into this next question. Um, we last year, March, April, as the pandemic was unfolding here in the U S I uh, really saw the need to reposition our work a little bit and not eliminate what we do in classrooms with a physical board game. Uh, That's always going to be a part of who we are, but to have another option for students to engage digitally. And the first part of that was kind of refreshing the Matthew mobile app that's now called the skills and drills app that we had had from years before. And then ultimately early part of last summer, we focused in on this NBA Matthews app, which was really a digital edition of our board game, including real-time NBA and WNBA stats from every player in the league. And the, the vision for that has evolved in a way, in a way that, you know, now we really see it as being this global experience that any student can participate in and almost feel like a fantasy sports league. Uh, that came together really quickly. You know, we built it over the course of a three to four month period of time, pushed it out the door quickly in the end of September, early October last year. And now we've been able to iterate on it a little bit and add some new features. And I think we're in a really good spot with the the longer term uh, trajectory of the product and the longer term development timeline. Um, but I'd love to just have each of you, Tim and Nick, share a little bit about the process of building the app, kind of what have your specific roles and tasks look like um, and just how, how has that process unfolded for you? Okay. Yeah, I guess I'll go. So basically, I I think this one was really nice because most, I guess most games that I've built kind of have to like imagine a goal and imagine challenges. But, you know, here we were lucky and we just already had a predefined game and just had to basically translate it to the digital medium. So basically our goal is just to keep it as true as possible, you know, from actually playing the physical game to you know, seeing it and, and touching the screen and getting the same experience. Yeah, so we took basically the same art design from the board game and and then just laid it out. And yeah, I mean, design, so design is going to be the first stage. We did that and then and then just start developing it. And then, uh, yeah, Tim's uh, our back-end data master, so very helpful. And I just make the things move on the screen. <laughs> Awesome. Tim, you want to share a little bit as well? Yeah. And I just wanted to quickly say too, um, just kind of in this, you know, what I was saying earlier about kind of being with Learn Fresh for such a long time, 
I'm obviously very protective of Learn Fresh, just from, you know, <laughs> not a parental kind of moan, but yes. like, I love to see Learn Fresh do well. Uh, and I, I just wanted to say that having our Nick, Nick, Clever Nick, um, on the team, um, it's been a great addition, not only just for the board game, but he's also very passionate about what Learn Fresh is doing and, and making sure that this app kind of accomplishes Learn Fresh's goals. Um, so it's really nice that myself, Nick, Kelly, and even the whole Clever team, anyone who works on this project, you guys do such a great job that they get invested very quickly. Um, so that's a compliment to you guys and then a compliment to Nick too. Just can't have a better game developer working on this. But um, <laughs> And I'll say too, Tim, before you go forward, the design aspect of it, and I know it was like Seth early on contributed to this as well, and Nick has really taken the reins and in, in evolving it the design of the product the, the way it presents visually has gotten tr a, a tremendous number of compliments from folks they just love how professional it looks and how clean it looks so kudos to to nick and team on that yeah so my kind of role on this um like nick was mentioning uh was kind of more of the what we call the back end of this so getting the data to the board game and it presented a lot of really interesting challenges that turned out to be awesome. So number one was live stats for the NBA and WNBA, um, which we got to work with directly with the NBA on kind of figuring out a solution for that. So that, that was a fun thing to work through. And then also kind of integrating the board game into our existing MyLFCA platform so that stats and uh, game results, seasons, they all kind of are interconnected between those two. So it was kind of my job to not only set up the um, infrastructure that the people playing the board game kind of went into with their logins, their rosters, their stats, all that kind of stuff, but also kind of deliver that information to um, the Mile FCA so teachers can keep track of what students are doing, um, set up seasons with their students and stuff. So that was a really fun project to, uh, you know, not only do a lot of data work and interesting stuff, but also have a very cool front-facing portion that, okay, we got the data right because it's working in this kind of awesome board game. So um, it, it, was a, it was a fun challenge to kind of doing it in such a short amount of time initially. Um, and now that we're kind of adding new features and dreaming and stuff, it just continues to be something that um, is still challenging, but we're able to do a lot of really, really interesting stuff with it, especially on the back end. And you can You can obviously see the the amazingness on the front end. Awesome. I'm going to kick it over to Calvin now. He's got some questions for all three of you. I do. So I'm going to, I'm going to uh, start off with, uh, with you, Kelly. Now, um, what has been your uh, favorite part of the project? So I, maybe that's a twofold answer on my part. So I can look at the internal piece and, and probably address that. And then also the external impact that I am passionate about as well. So internally, this is my first game project to have been a part of, and watching it manifest has been amazing. You know, I, I count myself lucky to be the least informed person on the calls at Clever because I'm always in that student role. And when you're part of conversations where you're doing demos and they're like, well, the physics of the die it's just not right. Um, and you dive into that. I'm, I'm sitting there watching it and, and saying, wow. So it's really just my favorite part has been the collaborative process and learning and being a student uh, myself in, in this. Um, and then so the external component would be um, being involved 
with a project that has far-reaching and widespread impact and implications, not only just for students at large, but for the underrepresented and the underserved communities that are being touched by this. Um, and you kind of, I'm a big STEAM advocate, so I'll, I'll go back to the artistic component of it. And I think it's really interesting. We think when we're looking at STEAM uh, visualizations, like that's a that's an easy leap to make when you're folding art into science, tech, engineering, math, right? Um, but the visualizations that these kids can have, and it's it's as close to an immersive experience, I think, for this uh, as we could get in the time frame. Um, that we were given, right? Um, and so the impact of the kids being able to go in and access this, and it's gamified, it's fun, it's putting themselves in, in the shoes of a player, but also a, an intellect, right? They're, they're flexing their, their brain muscle during this time. That's really cool. Knowing that I was just privileged to be a part of the conversations and to witness the unfolding um, has been something I think I'll take and carry with me for quite some time. Absolutely. So any specific favorite features in the app? Oh, goodness. Um, yeah, actually. So the movement of the player um, <laughs> has been a really funny thing to watch come online. So just like the the subtle movements that they take in the time to build out. That was that whole process. Watching it evolve was was humorous and kind of like awe-inspiring that we can take the physical and move it into the digital. So I, I think that that's pretty cool. And I'm an audiophile as a human. So the sound effects and the timing and, and the impactfulness of using sound, the way that our team has, has folded it in is really, really cool. Plus it's, it's just a visual gym. So totally. I'm sure that's not like a straightforward <laughs> answer, but that's my answer. <laughs> no, that answer is perfectly fine. I get it. <laughs> Now, uh, Nick, I, Nick, uh, same question for you. What has been your uh, favorite part of the project? Hmm. I mean, probably along the lines like Kelly, I just I really enjoy that it's you know going to have a positive impact on you know students, and I mean that's definitely my favorite part. I just like enjoy you know providing knowledge and like a way to practice math that's fun. <clears throat> For the for the students, and then of course I love basketball and the NBA, so that just makes it even better having building out a team, your dream team of like you know, I don't know. For me, it's like LeBron and basing the team around that, but it's just <laughs> real cool. It's just engaging, and then on the development side, I really like making the spinner and the dice and stuff. That's fun for me. More like things seem like physical objects in the digital space definitely having a blast making it and and i love i love what you guys are doing basically helping helping students across the world thank you thank you for sharing that and nick the dice have re they're like based on real physics right can you describe that a little bit yeah i mean tried to come as close as possible you know modeling out you know our 10-sided dice and and getting getting that nice and perfect, and then where it looks realistic, and then we actually programmed with a with a physics based engine as close as possible, you know, friction and mass and inertia and all that, and played with it until it until it felt right. But 
I had a blast doing that. It's a funny, funny story too with that. Just <laughs> to compliment how awesome it is. Um, for some of the tutorial work that we did, we wanted it to roll specific numbers, um, you know, for like educational examples. And I think it was almost harder to have those <laughs> dice land on specific numbers just because it's so realistic. Uh, just a compliment to how well those physics are done that when we were like, okay, we want a six and a four, Nick was like, okay, we got to figure this out. <laughs> yeah. I- I, I totally get that. I, I'm having a hard time hitting four shots in a row. I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. Now, um, Tim, same question for you. What's been your favorite part of the project? Yeah, so I think Kelly and Nick have said a favorite part of it, just the impact. Um, so mine is is the impact, but in a slightly different way. Um, so number one, Kind of my favorite moment working on this is like when we did the first playthrough of kind of when we were done with the game, if that makes sense, um, to where we could play a full game and kind of see it because it's a really exciting game. Um, even though you're doing kind of basic uh, arithmetic, it's it's pretty exciting even as a 32-year-old. Maybe I've been out of school so long that it's starting to regress and I need it. Um, <laughs> It, it, it was just amazing to kind of, you know, this board game that I saw in person almost 10 years ago now, uh, being able to kind of play through the same thing and it'd be fun and exciting even for somebody, you know, older than the target audience that's going to be using it. So that was a really exciting moment. And then just seeing other people who have never interacted with NBA Math Hoops or Learn Fresh or something like play it for the first time and just you know, they have a blast when they play it, um, all different ages. So that's been a really exciting moment is not only is it impactful, but it's also really fun to play. Um, you know, shout out if you haven't played it yet, go download it, just play it. It's super fun. Um, so, so that, that's been, that's been one of my favorite moments is that it's successful in the fact that we made a fun game, not just some education tool, you know, cause some education tools, they are going to be really impactful, but maybe maybe they're a slog to get through. Or maybe they're super exciting, but they're not super impactful. I think this is the best best of both worlds. Um, and then kind of my favorite part of the app, uh, I do love the live stats. Um, just kind of like keeping track of people changing over time. Somebody's going through a slump. You don't really want to play them and stuff. Um, but I, <laughs> I love playing, um, with those live stats when you're doing the quick play games, you get kind of the different range of skill of teams and stuff. I really like playing a very good team because it's a challenge. Um, there, there's not as many opportunities for steals and stuff. So for me, the dynamic nature of the computer that you're facing, I think has been one of the, my favorite, it's not the same game every time. Um, it's a new experience kind of each time you play. So that's what I would say. And I got to say, Tim, the, the real the real life stats has been awesome. And I'm so excited to pull that out more and like make it more present mm-hmm. for the student. But every time I've gone back in, I feel like I have to go and check my lineup to like make sure yeah. that <laughs> I have the best combination of, of, of folks in the starting five. And I also just want to call out too to your other point. Uh, shout out to Tim Shea and Jim Fino. They're the original creators in the Matthews physical board game. And I think mm-hmm. we've landed in this really awesome spot where obviously they created something special that's been able to grow and scale over the last 25 years now since it was originally conceived. 
But on top of that, you know, we, we've really struggled for a while to get the right mix and balance in terms of the digital space and like creating the right digital product that could have real attraction to students. And I think that we finally landed on the right combination with you all. So it's, it's kind of this beautiful combination of these two different visions. Yeah, I guess I'll touch on one thing that like he was talking about just that I thought was really cool was the, we kind of made the AI mimic how the team is doing at that point in time, you know, in the year. So, so a really good team is going to be very difficult. They're going to get more questions, right? They're going to steal at the proper moment and, you know, foul you when it makes sense. But then the, the team that's lower in the rankings will definitely be softer. And I don't know, I thought that was really cool. And in the season mode as well, when you're connected to a classroom and playing against, you know, accounts that um, have the the data and stats of your classmates or whatever, kind of having the computer, you know, interpret and mimic that player, how they might, you know, uh, play in a game, how they might perform um, that, that that's a cool kind of double double way to play that you're playing the NBA team or you're playing your friend in your classroom and it's the AI, um, you know, just getting, <laughs> getting semi-accurate that maybe how that game would go um, until we have maybe some, some live multiplayer in the future. We'll see. Yeah, I, I do have to, you threw your age out there. So uh, 40, I'm 45 and I love playing <laughs> the game. <laughs> <laughs> And then I have a hard time with Nick too. Nick is tough. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes to show you, no matter what age you are, it's like math. math something you gotta you gotta keep fresh. Gotta keep 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 practicing on. And you know, I think <laughs> this is a great fun way to do it, along with the skills and drills app too. That that one is challenging as well. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so true. Like it. Like a. I do notice myself getting like kind of lazy at math and then like starting to play the game and getting a couple games and my brain does warm up. It's actually quite cool. I call it getting those funny. math reps up, getting those math reps in. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny kind of tying it to the tech discussion, how important math is like when you get into our field. Um, I never would have thought in high school that I would be using math more than I did when I was learning it, um, it's very important for coding and designing and, it, you know, you're not getting into cosines and signs all, all that time, but, uh, it's, it's very important. Valuable tool for sure. Especially in game development is might be the most valuable tool. That's right. Now, Kelly, I'm going back to you for the next question. What, would, what part of the project or specific feature in the product has been most challenging to complete and how so? Oh, goodness. Um, you know, it's a hard question for me to answer because I'm not in the thick of the development. But I think the, the biggest challenge is the prioritization of all of the cool features that we want to go forward with. Right. And um, being able to prioritize them based on ability for us to deliver within a given time frame. Um, it's great to see the vision in the heart of where this app is going um, and where it can land. 
So, so just knowing that, that bit of a challenge, and I can't even say that's a challenge as much as it is just a reality of operating in the world, right? Um, but, but we have, um, I, you know, we've also as a team worked collaboratively on all of these projects. So um, it's not so much of a challenge as a gear shift between the two modes of thinking. And I think our team um, does that very well. And we ramp up and ramp down as needed and, and really kind of move like an organism where, where Learn Fresh is concerned and, and move alongside you guys. So um, I think that's probably the best way that I can answer that question. I got it. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Nick, same question. I mean, as, as a developer, definitely timelines are going to be number <laughs> one. But it's like, how awesome can I make this with this? amount of time so it's kind of mm-hmm. kind of just something i have to play with and i always want to make it as perfect as possible and i don't know i love i love the challenge but and then yeah adding adding features has been nice you know building kind of each iteration building on new features mm-hmm. that's been very cool for me because i'm always wanting to improve everything and then yeah i mean then we're gonna have achievements and unlockable players and stuff in the next rollout, which I'm excited about. And yeah, I mean, I guess just, yeah, timelines has been the biggest challenge, but then at the same time, I love how I can improve each iteration and make it more exciting. Now, Tim, same question for you. Yeah, so I I think uh, some of the features kind of center around the thing that I, I think has been most challenging is just figuring out the best deliverable for teachers and all of the limitations that they face in a classroom. Um, so when we kind of expanded our login in this last major iteration um, with single sign-on, Google, Apple, Clever, anonymous login, um, it was kind of hard balancing what a teacher can use in their, te- in their classroom and then how every teacher from teacher to teacher has different requirements for their school. I think that's been a, a challenge, especially for um, the type of users who are using this, students and then you know people outside of school. It's kind of balancing what can we do realistically to help those teachers use this in their classroom versus what is good for people outside of the classroom. Um, and I think like the account creation has been a, a difficult one of that, just making sure things are safe for students, but engaging for non-students, but also able to be used in a classroom environment who traditionally have a more locked down you know, infrastructure at their school um, versus what is kind of the norm for most apps these days. I think that's been a challenge as far as like planning and, and execution is just how can we best balance that from, from developers? I think we are hitting somewhere really nice with it, but anytime you get into this education world, that's always a consideration that's not super apparent when you first start it. Yeah, I get that totally. Now, um, this is my last question here, Kelly. Uh, which future features are you most excited about? I, I know as a team, we're really looking forward to this next release. Um, but man, I don't know. Uh, just the 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 widespread distribution would be something that I, I want to make sure happens. So how we best facilitate that and make the access easy um, that that is an important component that I think 
so looking at the interfaces with hardware that's available, making sure that, that all of that is seamless because I know that in the different programs, they have different hardware and we've had to work um, to iron out some of those, those details, but just accessibility um, going forward, making sure that that's broad and that's not a flashy or artistic feature, but it is, um, it's something I think is incredibly important for adoption and, and for this to continue to be supplemental curricula for educators. So growing that area, expanding that area in thoughtful ways that kind of unfold and innovate alongside technology as it's coming online. So just making sure that it stays in that current state, but also we know that schools and uh, you know places that support curricula uh, that's outside of the school don't always have the proper funding to have the latest and greatest. So we're making sure that we always bridge that gap between what's available and what's novel. Yeah, thank you. And uh, Nick, same question, which future features are you most excited about? I guess the immediate one would probably be the, the like team editor right now. You can't really see all your players at once. So like, I'm looking forward to having all your giant roster displayed at the same time and, and, and implementing that. So I think that's, I think that is, you know, going to be implemented soon. The stuff that we're not sure about, I guess, you know, real time multiplayer would be very cool. And I know it's also something we've loosely talked about, but if we could manage to get in the like legendary players of like maybe like past NBA stars, that would be amazing. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> I got some goats I'm going to pull out, so. <laughs> Legacy League, yes. <laughs> yep. And uh, Tim, same question. Which features, future features are you most excited about? Yeah, I would, I would definitely say live multiplayer um, is going to be something. Not only do I think that'll be extremely fun, but it, it could also be a game changer for LearnFresh. Um, I know a lot of you guys' tournaments, uh, especially during COVID, were just over Zoom with board games. And that'd be a really interesting opportunity to run some of those tournaments in a digital environment. Um, and then, you know, I, I think Nick mentioned the other ones for the board game, but I also look forward to the features that this board game inspires. Like, hey, maybe we bust out a VR NBA math hoops that's inspired off of this. Yes, you know? yes, and that's where I, not to step on your toes, Tim, but that is absolutely, I should have said that because it's been something that we've advocated for for a bit, which is, can you imagine the space you would need to have a VR version of this game? You need a gymnasium because people would be knocking each other out, but it would be so much fun. The VR side of things, not, not, to, not to pile on here, but I, the VR side of things is so interesting because when we think about Matthews Live, which is the on-court version of the NBA Matthews game, we've been talking about what would it look like to have a, a VR, AR, VR app that you can use to turn any basketball court in the world into a Matthews game board, and then you can play the game in a simulated form. Uh, I'm giving so you snaps. That's that. coming. It, that will happen. <laughs> <laughs> Mark my words. <laughs> So I, I think that's kind of, you know, live multiplayer being funny, like some sort of what what the game could evolve into. And then, you know, I think like, you know, seasons mode right now, we kind of have locked down the classrooms and we had kind of floated the idea of opening some sort of season mode or 
or career mode kind of opening up to whoever. I think that'll be a fun feature too for some progression and, and stuff like that. So I we could do anything with this board game and I'm going to look forward to it because it, it is a blast and uh, it, it's just it's just fun to keep expanding it and, and add, add new things. You know, and I want to chime in back on, and I'm I'm jumping around on your questions, Calvin. I'm sorry, all good, all but good. there was a there is one thing that I would really like to call out and and tip my hat to the Learn Fresh team, um, the inclusive nature of the app um, for for women, right, to see themselves represented in that space and to have have prioritized that. That's really incredibly important because. Um, the female representation in the STEM field is, is not where it, it needs to be quite yet. And very often, I, and I can speak for a lot of women in the tech space, I'm the only female on calls. Um, so we want to change that. And I think you guys are doing a fantastic job of representing women in that space, not only in the athletic space, but in the STEM space. So snaps, kudos, all those goodies. Thank you for saying that. I'm passing it back to you, Nick. All right. All right. Yeah. And with the features, I'll just say to, I think from my perspective, as we work with you all to build this out, I'm really excited about any feature that can increase engagement for the students. So right now, right, we're working on these kind of in-app challenges that keep students coming back so that they can unlock more players. And then it's going to be the presentation of the lineup in in-game stats, you know, so you can track your progress so that you can track the change in players' real stats when they're playing in the league on a night-to-night -night basis. Then it's live multiplayer so they can play with their friends, and it's setting up leagues, league infrastructure for the students so they can work, play with their peers in, in, a, in a kind of private space. And all those things help create more reasons for students to come back to the product, which also ultimately helps make it a little stickier for them. And I think that's we've kind of gotten the core of it out of the way the core of it's in a really good spot and now we're focused on ways that we can keep keep engaging them which is a special place to be so last question i just want to go back to kelly so kelly this is a good segue from your last point there but um you in particular have involved yourself in steam stem education in your community in oklahoma in a number of different ways. And I know you're involved in a bunch of different projects. I'd love if you could just share a little bit about some of the things that you're working on beyond Clever. Um, some of them are really interesting. Some of them are in the sustainability space, which relates to a, another project that we have ongoing. Um, but please share a little bit about that and your, your, your current passions as it relates to STEAM. Well, thanks for giving space to that conversation here. Um, Clever is, let me just call out Clever here for allowing me time away from the actual workday to be able to do these things because as a mom, I, my outside of work time is limited. So they've given me space to really fully develop relationships with a couple of programs um, in the state, Oklahoma Women in Technology and Camp Trivera. And so Oklahoma Women in Technology is part of the Women in Technology national group, and, and we uh, foster opportunities for relationship building for women in the tech space um, or uh, uh, folks who identify as female. Um, and then we, we gather, we commune, we share, we learn, and then we turn around and offer up opportunities to be mentors out in the world to uh, middle school and high school girls. And we do a lot of fundraising around the scholarship space so that we can provide 
opportunities for girls to go and pursue careers in the STEM and STEAM spaces. And I'm involved with Camp Trivera and Clever is as well. Um, and that is the first in the nation Girl Scout, Girl Scout STEM camp. And it's located in Oklahoma City. And it is a fantastic, absolutely fantastic space that was designed by Girl Scouts. They were tasked with a few uh, objectives and one of those being environmental sustainability. Uh, the difference between Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts or Eagle Scouts and, and, and Girl Scouts is um, Eagle Scouts are usually tasked with an objective that is in the now. Um, Girl Scouts, their long-term objective or the pinnacle of their involvement with the program is legacy-based development. And so it, with my background in environmental sustainability and being a Native American, legacy-based development is incredibly important, seven-generational thinking, you know, thinking beyond yourself, beyond your, your children, your grandchildren, but making decisions uh, that are really stewardship-minded. Those girls have done that in this space and place in Oklahoma City um, and, and each of these developments, so they have rainwater capture as part of the engineering of the building. It's beautiful too. So the, this space has been a new place that has evolved that will be an educational experience for Girl Scouts that's beyond the norm. They are exposed to different science projects. They have camps that are completely immersive camps, um, day camps where they theme it out and make the STEM and STEAM experience very fun. My daughter went to one uh, this summer and it was the magical creatures like from the Potter world. And, and they explored things through each of those lenses. So I know Clever is a big proponent. I am, and, and I know pretty much everybody that works at Clever understands the value of the early exposure of children to STEM and STEAM related activities, um, especially females. And it's something that's very, uh, close to my heart. I advocate for it in my own home. And, and the Math Hoops board game app is one of those outreach points for my child. So it's very good um, to, to be a part of it, both in what we're producing at Clever and then uh, also externally um, and taking that and spreading it out in the world. Because I think the more we can open ourselves to sharing and normalizing our experiences in this space, the more accessible uh, and, and just available, those opportunities seem to children. Awesome. Well, thank you, all three of you. It's been great to share a little bit about the story of the products and our relationship and partnership. And we're so excited about where this is going to head in the future. We're very early on in the potential for not only the products that we're working on now, but other products that are in the pipeline. So thank you all. Appreciate your partnership. And we'll talk to you soon. The Learn Fresh podcast is produced by myself, Calvin Seibert, Nick Monzi, and Sumner Becker with additional production assistance from Caitlin Patterson. Sumner Becker also does our engineering, editing, and music. The Learn Fresh podcast is part of the Side Audio Network, an audio community founded by Jeremiah Ote and Naranjan Kumar. The Side Audio Network hosts podcasts that aim to transfer trust between people and communities through storytelling and conversation.